I want to pick up on a theme that Tracy was talking about last week. Um, she preached a great message uh, on, on, called Overshadowed, about being under spiritual covering, about being a part of a church body, and uh, relating well in that environment. And I just can't say enough how important I believe it is to be in a um, rooted connection with a local body of believers. Um, our New Testament letters were all written to local communities of believers. And Paul and Peter and James and all those guys, they were addressing pastoral issues within local communities. Um, and a lot of times they had to talk about, remind people how to get along with one another um, because they're all humans and, uh, and we are still being perfected um, into the perfect image of Jesus Christ as he returns. Um, so I'm going to pick up on that theme and I hope to give some biblical understanding and some practical um, instruction on um, um, biblical relationships between leaders in a church and what I'm calling, pardon this formal term, um, laity. Um, laity is, is a Greek term, it just means people. Um, and so it doesn't mean that you're not important because you don't have the word leader there. Um, a lot of people in our community are people leaders. They are not full-time staff. They are volunteer leaders in our community. Um, so, but, um, but so whether you're serving in a leadership capacity, um, whether on a full-time staff or in a volunteer part-time position, or you know, you're, you're, you're not involved in, in a leadership position, but you're part of our community, this, this message is for you. And so, and I'm, um, I'm hoping to um, cover really two main areas. Um, first of all, um, relating well with one another in those areas um, of, of leaders and laity, and then um, also in transitioning well, and um, which I'll speak more on this, but, but what I mean by that is sometimes the Lord moves us from one community to another. Um, and a lot of times people move themselves from one community to another without the Lord. Um, so I want to address those things because um, I think they're really important. Uh, this, the community of God, the family of God is really top on God's list and how we are supposed to relate together as a body of believers. Um, there is no solo member of the body of Christ that is not called to be deeply involved in a, in a, in a local body of, of believers. Um, um, I believe that wholeheartedly. I've met a number of the people over the years that try really hard to be the solo Christians or to have a group of one or two people that they kind of hang out with, but not really planted anywhere and not really growing anywhere. And, I, and in my heart in sharing what I'm sharing today is, um, is a few things. Um, one, I just, I want the best for each one of you. Um, and I believe this is why the New Testament says so much about this, is that God, he loves his people, um, um, leaders and laity, and he wants them to get along, um, but he wants them to thrive in the abundant life that he's promised. Um, I believe this issue of relationships um, between these two groups um, have to do with sonship um, versus being, being a son versus being an orphan. Orphan spirit wanders around without a place to really call home. Um, 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 uh, the, the sonship comes into a family. Um, sonship relates to God as a son and it relates in the family of God as a son. Um, another thing why this is important um, is, um, again, I said I want you to thrive, but I think the enemy is just so directed at relationships and tearing relationships apart because God made us for relationships. 
And if the enemy can pull us apart from one another and isolate us, um, whether we're physically isolated in the sense that we are, are, are um, not really part of any community or we're just kind of in that wandering mode of, you know, I kind of bounce around communities for every couple of months and don't really get connected and vulnerable with people. Um, I just, I believe Satan is robbing you um, of, of life and that, um, um, that we as a body are um, Jesus's prayers that we would be one as he and the Father are one, that the world may know that he sent Jesus and that he loved them. Um, so a, a, a key to revival breaking out, a key to sustained revival um, and awakening and, and the power of God breaking out over our city and over our nation, over our world, is the body of Christ to learn to love one another and submit to one another in humility and love. Um, a couple of other points of why this is important. Um, I want you to be equipped every single person here, I want you to be equipped with the influence that God has ordained for you in this age and in the next. Um, God wants to trust us with influence, with leadership, with authority in some capacity, every single one of us. Um, some that will look more main stage than others, but in God's eyes, it's very important and very integral, whatever that role um, may be. And um, lastly, I think this is important because um, I, as a shepherd, as a pastor, I want, especially this, uh, if you're part of this flock that I've, I've, the God's entrusted me with as, as I'm associate pastor here. So God's given me stewardship over your hearts, and I want to take that seriously. And I want to be able to present you on the day of the Lord's return as blameless as possible, holy and blameless in love. Um, so. Again, two main points we're emphasizing, relating well to leaders and la- uh, between leaders and laity, and secondly, transitioning well. So, relating well. Let's turn to 1 Peter. Chapter 5 is really where we're going to um, be, but then uh, we're also going to look at chapter 2, one particular verse in chapter 2, specifically. So keep your thumb on 1 Peter 5, um, but I'm going to read right now from 1 Peter 2, verse 13. I'm reading from New Living Translation. Love this translation. For the Lord's sake, verse 13, respect all human authority. I'm going to read it again. For the Lord's sake, for God's sake, respect all human authority. See, Jesus, he is seated at the right hand of the Father on the throne in heaven. We worship a king and we're part of a kingdom. And God has set up human authorities in every sphere of society. And as you may notice, as you read through First uh, Peter 2 and 3, and what I think Tracy did so well last week is to just kind of broadly cover those areas, um, God's put in civil authorities um, that we're to respect and honor and pray for. Um, God's put in uh, um, a family order and authority, societal, functional, and God's put authority in his church. And this goes, again, for um, um, people in full-time church leadership, but also amongst um, lay leaders. Um, that you, some in, in our language, we use department heads. Um, 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 that this is, this is very important. God has set up all of these things in order for heaven's order to flow and for his spirit to pour out and for God to teach us how to live as kingdom people. 
Um, that's why God's put all these things. And, and I'm not going to address every form of authority. I'm, I'm particularly talking about um, church leadership today. Um, so that brings us to chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. just going to read through that. And now, a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too, this is Peter talking, am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. If you're a leader, if you're an elder, if you serve in any leadership capacity in the church, pay close attention right here. Verse 2, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Let's stop there for now. We'll read on in a few moments. Um, If you're in a leadership role, we serve the leader of all leaders, King Jesus. We serve, uh, and he calls himself the good shepherd. And the Lord just kind of had me in Psalm 23 um, these past few weeks and just meditating on who he is as a good shepherd, that God is a good leader of my heart and that I can trust him and that Jesus, you know, you're a better leader than I am a follower. And even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even if I walk through trials and temptations, I can trust that you're going to lead my heart well in that and that you're going to be with me in that. And, and, um, and I just, I just want to start there because leaders, it's so important to look to the great, to the good shepherd, the great shepherd, he's great too, um, the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, as a model of leadership. And here's, here's a, a real practical thing um, for leaders, for you, um, is is model Jesus and that he laid his life down for the sheep. He put the ones that he was in care of before his own needs. Um, and um, I can tell you, as a leader, as a shepherd, that's very difficult because <laughs> we have needs too. Um, we, have, we have desires, we have wants, and um, there are, there, and we, and Trust me, we need to take care of our own hearts. We need people to pray for us. I mean, I've been in moments in life uh, where I, I come home like, who, who pastors the pastors, you know? Lord, um, that's why it's important to pray for your pastors, um, to pray for your leaders. Uh, um, um. But, but leaders, um, we got to care for people. Um, we don't lord it over anybody. Uh, Jesus said, if you want to be great in the kingdom, become the slave of everybody. If you want to be great, if you want to be raised up and promoted in the kingdom of God, go low, 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 lower still. What does that look like? Move some chairs around. <laughs> Help someone that falls down. <laughs> you know, catchers, please. Um, um, pray for people in need, you know, <laughs> get someone a cup of cold water. I mean, all the, you know, there's, there's, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. Um, but, but I want to say this leaders, um, we, we are called to steward the hearts of God's people. And we want to take this seriously. 
whatever capacity we're in, whether you're a life group leader here, a, a, a worship leader, a um, leader in YNG, or whatever, whatever capacity that you're in, we wanna we wanna pray for the people that God has entrusted us with, and we wanna we wanna say, God, how can I best support these people? Um, now. God doesn't give us leadership in order to um, control people's lives. And that's, that's something as a young leader that I needed to be told. <laughs> um, I, uh, I have just, any church that I've been in, I found myself um, assuming some kind of leadership position. And I, I'm not saying that to boast, it just kind of, I'm just saying what's happened. Um, um, high school, my Episcopal church. I'm on. I, they just asked me to be part of youth leadership. I'm and I'm I'm in the choir. You know, I'm 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 just I'm just trying to be someone that loves Jesus. But then an opportunity for influence comes up, and and they start trusting me with a little more influence, a little more authority. Um, and I became part of a great campus ministry in college, and um, and it was heavily it heavily emphasized discipleship. Um, particularly one-on-one and small group discipleship. And so the moment I got involved, you know, I'm just kind of coming to meetings and I'm starting to get to know the leaders and they, they want a buddy and I start leading a, a Bible study. Um, so we start doing it. And um, so, by the way, like for those who are like, yeah, I'm like called into full-time ministry. I want to like be a leader in the church. I mean, just get a couple of people around you and just start praying over, start a prayer group, start a Bible study. I mean, really simple. But um but, but it's, it's that humility of that, that little place of, of authority that I was being trusted with. Um, and I really took it seriously. I mean, I was praying over um, people in my small group. We were intentionally inviting unbelievers and, um, and, and, and designing them in a way that could uh, strengthen believers and to bring in the lost into the kingdom of God. Um, I loved this ministry. Um, but, uh, and so I would start meeting with, with, um, with a number of guys, and that's how we paired off. We usually had men's groups and women's groups. Um, I had my little, my little life group that I'd meet one-on-one with, with, like, usually around five guys a week. I'd meet them for lunch for an hour or so, you know, or so, you know, they needed some extra love um, <laughs> and prayer. Um, I was that person plenty of times. Um, but, um, and I was, I was real thankful to be a part of a leadership um, structure that invested in me and modeled that for me. And, um, and instead of trying to control my life, would prayerfully walk with me through different decisions I was making. Um, me as a young leader, I'm just like having this heart for people to walk pure and holy and love God. And so, and then I see that, you know, people I've been mentoring and pouring into for weeks and weeks. And then they're just like, Hey, you know, I, think this girl over here is pretty cute. You know, what do you think about this? And, and, and I would try to like pray with them. And I was really only concerned if it was like they wanted to date a non-believer, um, which would happen. Um, so I'd kind of have to work through that. But, but I kind of got on this thing where I'm like, man, I just, I want to pursue purity. I want my friends to pursue purity. So I like really kind of get in their face about like, um, even like perfectly Christian loving girls that are just like, Hey man, has the Lord spoken to you about this? Hey man, has are you sure about this? Have you really prayed? Have you really done? And like in a, and those are all like good things to do, is to encourage people to pray about it. But it was coming off so strong that actually I started to kind of push these guys away. And I had a good friend of mine, um, one of my mentors, um, very gently and lovingly come up to me and just on a retreat one weekend and just said, Matthew, I know your heart, but I just want to encourage you the verse that says, "Don't lord it over people." <laughs> Um, 
And I went, I like went and apologized to like all of these guys. Um, and it brought a lot of healing in our relationship. Um, leadership is not about someone controlling every aspect and area of your life. Um, I, and I, I just want to address this because I, I think I, I loved what Tracy talked about last week. And I want to um, just give some principles because I think there are times where I've met people that they're in unhealthy leadership situations um, where people seem to have a very alarming amount of influence over even day-to-day decisions. Um, and, um, um, and, and it, Someone, people have come up to me over the years and like, yeah, you know, this mentor I'm meeting with is telling me that this is the person I should date and that this is, and, and, and it's like their influence level is contingent upon obedience to that, to that dating relationship. Um, or this is what I should major in, this is what I should do. And I've just been thankful as a young man, as a young leader, to have leaders that help pray with me and counsel me in that. Um, but I'm alarmed when I meet people that are just like, I am robotically obeying whatever my, quote, mentor tells me to do. Um, now, here are a couple of things I think are some uh, uh, important signs of healthy leadership situations. Healthy leadership um, is, is covered and under accountability of its own. Um, healthy leadership, healthy church leadership, is in accountability and under covering itself. Here at Storehouse, um, we have two major uh, um, um, coverings that, that really have spoken into us over the years, have given us insight, wisdom, and counsel. Uh, uh, Sojourn Church, which John and Tracy were a part of and in serving as, as lay leaders in for a number of years before they started Storehouse. And, um, and Tracy and John, they went to, to, Pastor, um, to Pastor Terry Moore to really ask, like, is this, do you, is, here's what I feel like the Lord's telling me. What's your heart in this? And, and, and he's just been such an encouraging voice in our lives over the years. Um, and he's just been a real father to us. And so if there are the questions we have or concerns, we can go to him. We can go to that, that ministry. Um, Jason Hooper is another really good friend of ours, um, Kingsway Church in, in Alabama. Love Jason Hooper. If, if you've never heard him, we're, we're come. He'll be here eventually. Um, he comes a lot. <laughs> Talks a million miles a minute. Um, but, uh, but uh, his, his, his voice has just been an important voice in, in our leadership um, here at Storehouse. Also at Storehouse, um, we, have, um, we have a board of elders. John and Tracy do serve as elders, but we also have lay people, um, Peter and Debbie Schneider, um, um, Sharon Porter, Anne-Marie High, um, Tracy Jackson. These are um, a board of elders that can really speak into John and Tracy's life. Um, though they are the senior leaders, senior pastors here, they, they submit themselves um, to this board and they go to them for counsel. They go to them for advice. They go to them for accountability. Um, and then we have a leadership team. Um, uh, uh, Tracy is really our, um, John is very involved, but you see Tracy is here preaching more. Tracy leads our leadership meetings. Um, Tracy is our leader. She's our senior leader. Um, I serve as associate pastor. We have worship pastors, um, we have children's pastors, we have uh, um, the Hickmans, the Richardsons, we have Jeff um, Simons as the young adult and the outreach pastor, and, um, and Anne-Marie High, who I just was like, she's like the pastor of all of us, you know? <laughs> Anne-Marie, who takes care of us? Anne-Marie does, Anne-Marie. <laughs> she does so many things. Um, 
so that's just kind of an example. And, and it's so important to have that system in place so that we are accountable to one another and to lay people and to other communities. Um, some of these, um, I think Mike Bickle, I can't, I don't have time to go into details, but I encourage people to look, Mike Bickle's teaching, Seven Signs of a Cult. Um, and he really addresses this thing as far as unhealthy signs of, seven signs of unhealthy leadership. Um, um, and uh, so you can find that message online anywhere. But, um, but I think an, a, a big important thing within that is, is communities that have relationships and connections and accountabilities with other communities and with people within that community. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so let's read on. Verse five of first Peter, first Peter five, verse five. So we've talked about leaders. We've talked about elders or um, any other lay leaders in the body. Um, which, by the way, verse four, when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never ending glory and honor. So um, leaders, we got to be patient with the people we're leading. Um, they're not always 100 percent sanctified when we when we meet them. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, they don't always have a good day, and a lot of them do, but and some of them seldom have a good day, and we've got to work through all that, you know. Um, but do it because um, the Lord has assigned people to our care, and there is a reward. Verse 5, in the same way, you younger men, this goes for younger women too, must accept the authority of the elders. And so there's, there's a call that Peter is saying here. Peter is a fellow elder, not only of a, of a local body, but a number of bodies. He's saying, guys, I, I'm appealing to you elders as a fellow elder, but those that are being led by them, I'm appealing to you to accept the authority that God has given. Um, and, to, and, and, and what does that mean practically? I think in the next verse, all of you, he's addressing everyone here, serve each other in humility. Leaders, serve the people you're leading in humility. Laity, serve your leaders in humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. So, Humbling ourselves before one another and serving one another in humility equals submitting to God in humility. And if on either end, leader or lady, there's not a serving one another in humility, um, you're proud. And God opposes the proud. You don't want to be on that camp. It's not good news. Um, the Lord loves you, and he wants to bring you out of that and deliver you, um, but he doesn't want you to stay in that mess. I mean, it is a mess. Um, so, just want to make a couple of clarifying points. Um, I'm going to give some just kind of basic guidelines. Um, some of you may have exceptions to... Um, um, circumstances to what I'm talking about. I'm trying to give you a grid of, of what Scripture teaches us, and if uh, if we have some time in a little bit, um, um, we uh, may do some question and answers. So, um, so be thinking about those questions if you have them. So, how can how can lady how can I how, if I'm a lay member if I'm if I'm not in 
influential position. I'm not a department head or I'm not a life group leader. I'm not a, a full-time church leader. How do, I, how do I serve? Or if I am one of those and I've got people over oversight of me, um, how, do I, how do I serve each other in humility? Um, a few practical ways and, um, is to honor your commitments to them. Um, if you're part of some kind of serving team, and and you've uh, um, so you've Rob is our is our men's ministry leader, and so if you come up to Rob and you're like Rob, I want to serve in the men's ministry. Like, how do I do that? And he says, Well, I'd love for you to show up at Wednesdays, thirty minutes early, and I'd love you to pray with me, and then to uh, um, we'll take it from there. Maybe reach out to this guy that week and um, and hang out with him over coffee over lunch. Um, real practical thing. And so if you're like, yes, I want to do that because I want to serve, honor that commitment. Um, If you serve in any type of department area, um, honor and respect in, in ways that's like, okay, if they're leading and they, they, I've said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be here at a certain time. It really helps guys uh, to be there. Um, and to serve. And I want to I wanna sh- share this tenderly, but, um, um, but directly at the same time. Because uh, um, first of all, I want to honor so many of our leaders here, um, our lay leaders, people that are department heads that serve. Our, our Y&G leaders are incredible people. Um, and I've just seen like the character in you guys. And I just want to just honor you in front of everybody because you have just, you show up here, you're like, these are the people that are moving chairs, that are wiping tables, um, that are hugging on people, that are praying for people, and they just do such an incredible job. Um, our, 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 our worship leaders that are um, here volunteer, um, Ariel, Mal, Asa, um, Luke Jackson, um, um, Lindsey Bryson, uh, um, um, Josh plays on the drums. There are a number of others, the whole list. I just want to honor you guys. I, I look at our worship team, and I just see like such incredible leaders that they um they show up they're not a, they're not if they've got to move a chair they move a chair you know <laughs> they got to wrap a chord they wrap a chord there's none of that like i am the lead singer today i will wrap no chords thank you very much <laughs> praise the lord i mean golly nothing worse than a diva worship leader um <laughs> male or female um seriously <laughs> um Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God for the Lord's sake um, and for ours. <laughs> and, and I just, about our, our worship um, leaders too, just um, the folks that you see up here the most, like they just faithfully serve in the prayer room. They show up there, they lead their sets. Sometimes there's like one or two people there. Um, sometimes I go in and I'm that one, you know, and then when I leave, if, I, or if I'm not there, it's, it's just them and Jesus. And they show up faithfully. And I just want to honor you guys for that, um, um, for your faithfulness there. And um, um, I, I've learned that in worship leading, uh, I, I'm not a worship leader, but just amongst worship leaders over the years, that those folks that really commit themselves to the prayer room, I mean, are just, they, they just start shining, and they're just such quality people. Um, so 
Um, there's many more I could say. I love our, um, our life group leaders are just doing awesome at keeping in touch with people. Um, I want to just, Shauna Summers, give a shout out to this lady. I love Shauna so much. <laughs> She's just so faithful and communicates so well. And I, I oversee her department. She oversees it, but I talk to her. And every time I talk to her, I mean, she's just... She's communicating to me. She's, she's caring for people. She's praying for people. She's like, Matthew, here's, here's what we need right here. And it's just such an easy relationship. And I just, I just wanted to brag on you, Shauna. Um, but uh, I could say a lot and give accolades to a number of people. Um, so there's so many great things happening um, from people. I do um, want to address something that I think happens often in a number of charismatic communities. Um, and this may just happen in many churches all over the place, but I've seen it a lot more in kind of these charismatic worlds. Um, where people will commit to serve in a certain area, and then um, and they're on planning center. They texted, "Yes, I'm there. I'll be there 100%." Um, a couple of um, even a couple of hours before the event happens, and then like right before, it's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of just think I need to stay home today." Or Holy Spirit told me to go to this other church today. Guys, this happens so much. And if I understand there are things like we get sick, you know, things, emergencies happen, and, and, and trust me, like those, life happens. But kind of like Holy Ghost, you know, just led me five minutes before, you know, and, told, and didn't tell me to give you a, like an advance notice that I wouldn't be coming. Or, you know, I come to serve in the children's ministry. I'm like, you know what, never mind. I just want to come to worship instead. That is you. I'm officially rebuking you right now. <laughs> Stop doing that. That is not serving in humility. And you will not grow at all or very much um, if you stay in that mindset. Um, and it's, it's the orphan sonship thing. I think it's like, I don't want to, and, and sometimes just out of fear, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, if I don't really want to be there, but I don't want to communicate that and I'm afraid to, so I'll just tag the Holy Spirit on it and then we'll feel better about it later and they'll understand because they're holy rollers. Um, it, or, or, you know, they're, they're um, it, we just don't want to communicate. And I'm just, I'm just saying, guys, no, no, don't do that. If you make a commitment to be there, you sign up, be there. If something comes up, give people advance notice. I mean, it's just kind of practical courtesy things, you know, and I just, I don't say this be like storehouse is the only one that does it. I mean, I see this like this is just a common thing and, um, and it grieves my heart because if you um, aren't being faithful in that little area of influence, whether it's holding a baby or, um, or, um, or, uh, Leading, leading a prayer set or whatever it is, and you're just that kind of cancel at the last minute person, and you don't kind of cover your bases at all. I mean, you're not going to grow as a leader. And at some point, God's, he can't trust you with what he wants to give you. I love you. I rebuke and chasten those whom I love. I really want to see greatness for everybody. Because Jesus says, if you want to be great, become the slave of all. Okay, and so I want greatness. That's why I'm saying these things. Um, 
Feeling overcommitted, not enjoying your service area, need prayer for circumstances, communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, help them find replacements or, you know, I'm, just give them advance those, whatever it is. But the, the thing is, honor your commitments. Okay, um, quickly. If I can do quickly. Transitioning well. There are times where the Lord calls us to be a part of another community. Um, there are also times, as I mentioned before, where we call ourselves to be part of another community <laughs> for a number of reasons. Um, and this is, again, very prevalent in kind of the charismatic culture. Um, but here's some ways that I want you to transition well. Um, pastors, leaders, department heads, we don't own anybody, okay? And so if someone wants to transition that God is leading them, we really got to be prayerful and pray about that and be willing to release them because we don't own them. And we want what's best for them and not for our ministry. Okay? Um, but just some practical things um, for you. If you're sensing a possible transition um, um, in any area, lay or leadership capacity, um, communicate to your direct oversight as you're starting to feel that tug. Okay? What a lot of folks do is they feel the tug for months and months and months and don't talk to anybody about it and continue serving in their capacities um, and, and then as they prayed about it, maybe talked to a few people outside and not really communicated it to their leadership, it's just kind of a, hey, guess what? You know, the Lord's called me to this other church. I'll, I'm out next week. Um, and it's like, whoa, you know, what happened? Are you okay? Like, you know, what's, what's going on? And yeah, you know, the Lord's just kind of telling me to do this. And it's just like, whoa. Um, and, and I say this primarily for those of you that, that, transition, because I don't think that sets you up well for the next place God's taking you. Um, I, um, I pretty much did that. Um, when I was part of Baruch Hashem, um, I started um, leading a 20s Bible study, and you know we started uh, meeting on Wednesday nights, same time as the youth group, and they, they just really brought me in. Um, and then I had been feeling this tug for a while, and I didn't, I just, I may have communicated to like one person, maybe two here, but, but not like my direct oversight. And so, but I admit, so I made the decision, me and the Lord did, um, and, <laughs> um, and I loved it here. There wasn't any like offense that I, that I had here that was making me leave. I just was really involved in my campus ministry and serving at that church that it was connected to a lot. And just, I was getting a lot of freedom and healing there. And just, and that's where I was leading life groups and things. And I just wanted to be more involved, but when I, when I communicated to my leaders here and just like, hey, you know, here's what I feel like the Lord's saying, here's when I'm out. I mean, it just kind of took them off guard. Um, and praise the Lord for their response. They met with me, they loved me, and they just, and they, once they heard my heart, they like blessed me through it. And I met with them, I met um, with Rabbi Marty, and it was just such a good meeting and just kind of like, dodge that one. Um, they just, and I just want to honor Baruch Hashem leadership for how they do that here. Um, but I realized after that, I'm like, you know, I didn't really set up that 20s group that I was leading very well. And if I had been communicating to that, they could have just been praying with me through it, and I could have been helping them highlight other people that could be involved. Um, and so when I was transitioning from Trinity Church over the storehouse, I started to feel that tug um, in, in like 2009. Um, I had been coming to the prayer room, and I had been coming to Thursday nights, and my leadership at Trinity knew that, and they loved it. They're like, yes, we love what's happening there, and we want to see more of that here. Keep going, Matthew. And I just, and I loved it. But then over time, um, the Lord, I just, I felt a tug to be more planted here. 
And, um, and so what I decided to do that time is, because I learned from the previous experience, I said, I'm going to immediately talk to my campus pastor. I mean, I had lunch with him the next week. I said, hey, here's kind of what I'm feeling. Can you pray with this? Pray with me about this. Um, and so he was, um, he, he prayed with me. Um, we met with Tracy. The three of us met for coffee. We talked about it. And what, through that, I discerned and my campus pastor discerned, this is not the right time. I waited two years before I transitioned here full-time. full, full time. It's my home church and it's a full-time staff. Because I felt like that was the Lord. Um, and about and it's six months prior to that two years, so about a year and a half into it, I'm feeling that tug even more. And so I come before my campus pastor, Jared, again. I'm like, Jared, I'm just, I'm feeling this more strong. Um, I just... I need some counsel about this. And I mean, I was going like every prophetic room possible to like get clarity on this because I want to do it well and just nothing, nothing. It was like all of the words, you're just like, seriously, people? Like, <laughs> but it was only, they were saying good things. It's just I wanted to hear a specific thing and I wasn't hearing it. So, um, but, but through prayer and discerning, I, I, I felt in my heart like this is what I need to do. This is where God's calling me. And I submitted that. I told my campus pastor that and he said, yes, you know, I saw this coming a year and a half ago, Matthew, like, and I'm just going to bless you in it. Um, but then we were able to talk about what the exit strategy looked like. And it was another six months, five or six months, where I was still serving faithfully at Trinity and in my campus ministry before I came on full time here. Um, and it just, it was such a smooth transition. There was so much blessing and they were able at Trinity to, to, um, to fill that capacity that I, that void that I was leaving. And then I just came in here with so much welcome. So that's praise the Lord. I learned. Um, so, um, that's just some practical things. You want to strive with agreement for, with your oversight about transitions. Cause you want them to bless you and, and hear from the Lord for you and to send you out well. Cause if you go out like with a fence if you go out with uncommunicated like um, um, feelings of, of a hurt, um, and and then suddenly the Lord tells you, and you just kind of peace out. I mean, you're walking into the next place with all of that hurt and offense, and um, and you're putting your you're setting yourself up for a cycle of repeated hurt and offense. Um, so that's why I'm telling you these things because um, I want you to be great, and I want you to transition well. Um, again, we don't own anybody. I don't own you. Tracy and John don't own you. Nothing about Storehouse owns you. The Lord owns you. But we do have care and oversight over your souls that God's trusted us with. And we want to support you and bless you and see you thrive, whether you're called here or the Lord's sending you out. Okay? Main key to healthy relationship between spiritual oversight and, and uh, uh, or just laity and leaders, communication. <laughs> communication. So important. So important. Um, it's kind of all I got there. Um, again, I just want to clarify. I think people sometimes, they are in unhealthy leadership situations. And if you have questions about that, um, I'd love to talk to you for a bit after. I'd love to pray with you or, you know, um, and just, just talk about that. But generally speaking, um, serve each other with humility. Love one another. Honor your commitments. Leaders, care for those that, that God's entrusted you with. Amen? Let's stand and pray. So, 
I'm going to ask for every eye closed and every head bowed. I'm not doing a secret give my life to Jesus thing. Um, <laughs> if you want Jesus, come up and shout in front of her, I want Jesus, you know. Um, seriously. <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, but if you'll close your eyes and bow your heads, because I just want to ask something a little, little vulnerable here. Um, if you've been wounded by church leadership, um, and you just want the Lord to come minister to your heart, um, um, I just, I just want to pray for you um, right now. So um, if you want to, every eye closed, every single eye in this room, except Matthew's, because I have to see you. Um, <laughs> and, and you need the Lord to come and do some business and do some healing right now. Um, I just want you to raise your hand. and I want to pray for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Keep your eyes closed. Lord, you can put your hands down. Lord, I thank you for these in here. And I pray, Lord, you just come minister healing to their hearts. That, Lord, um, it was never your desire for them to, um, to be hurt and wounded and to, and to be whatever feeling, whatever thing that happened there. And I just speak redemption and restoration over that, Papa. I thank you that you're a good leader, you're a good shepherd, and you care for our hearts well. And Lord, just even those that, that wounded us, we just release, and I just encourage you right now, we release mercy over them. We release blessing over them. I want to pray for you if you are a leader, if you serve in any leadership capacity here or at your home church, um, if you are, that includes full-time leadership, that includes if you're a life group leader somewhere, you're a worship leader, you're a leader, I want you to raise your hands right now. Okay. Okay, you can open your eyes. If you see a hand lifted, I want you to pray over one of these leaders right now. Okay. Um, they need prayer. They love you and they're doing so much. So you just, I'm going to open up in prayer. Um, if we can get some worship playing, um, the Lord just gives you a prophetic word for them. Bless them. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to pray, but pray as you feel led. Lord, I just thank you for each of these leaders. I thank you for them, God, and I just honor them. I thank you, Lord, for the level of influence that you've given them right now. And I ask for grace, God, grace to lead well. I ask for endurance, God. I ask for perseverance when things get tough. Lord, I ask for wisdom, wisdom from heaven on, um, on, on leading well, on leading as Jesus did. I thank you, God, for the flock that you've entrusted to each one of us. Lord, help us have your heart for them. Help us lead well, in Jesus' name, amen.